Welcome back to A Peace of Mind, it's your host JR. Um, I have to say I'm highly excited to be back here and speaking to everybody again. First and foremost, I'd just like to give thanks for this time I've been away also. Um, it's been one of those things where you know you're happy you started something, but you're also very grateful for some time you've had to yourself just to get back to you finding that quiet place, that quiet time, being with family. Just enjoying things the way that they are, not trying to do anything new or continue anything, just enjoying the moment. Um, but I also want to say I appreciate the patience of everyone who tunes in and listens. I really, really appreciate anybody who gives the time, thought, or energy into checking out this channel here on the different platforms, whether it be Verbal, Spotify, um, Anchor, or Apple Podcasts. Uh, just very grateful. Uh, today's episode, what I really wanted to focus on actually is our brains, our thoughts. Like, why are we the way that we are? Why do we do what we do? Is this just some genetic makeup that we have? Like, are we doomed to be that annoying person, that overly happy person, or that sad, depressed person, or the angry person, or one person who has addictions with all these different things you know is this meant for us or is there a way that we can change this one of the coolest things i would have to say about life and for what i believe in my theory um we all have the capabilities and possibility to change you know but one of the biggest things that that solidifies the the choice to be able to change or not to change is what are you feeding yourself daily we're in a digital age now where we're surrounded 24 7 by brand new content whether it be through podcasts like this here or books uh, movies videos games any form of entertainment that you can think of we're constantly being fed the ideas of others or confirming the ideas that we already have and we live by each and every single day. What's very important is to recognize is that you have to be responsible yourself for making sure that you don't just subscribe to the next thing that you hear and you really take the time to figure out is this what's best for you or is this what feels comfortable? Because something that I thought was really cool is I started to work in the position that I'm working in now, which is a uh, social and emotional behavior with children. Uh, it's, it's really helped me look in the mirror for myself and start to look at some of the things that I deal with. Uh, for instance, I'm going to come out first and foremost and talk on a subject that has been a struggle for me for over 20 plus years of my life. And it's something that I have to continually be intentional about. And that is my addiction to pornography. I was introduced at the age of five years old. And man, from that day forward, it has it has consumed and taken control over my life in many different ways. And I remember being younger, growing up in the church, thinking always like, I'm screwed, man, because I don't know how to stop this. I don't, I'm too ashamed to talk to anybody because of the way it's always talked about and preached about. I'm going to hell, so if I'm going to hell in the handbasket, I might as well enjoy this time here while I'm here. And I would binge and just 
like you name it i i watch so much porn it is not even funny and one thing i always could would think about is like one of the things that started to make more sense to me as i got older was i realized this was a coping mechanism for me whenever i felt down whenever i felt disappointed whenever i was angry or anything i would turn to pornography to go through that same feedback loop receive those uh release of serotonin those feel-good chemicals and start back on my daily daily day until something triggered me or made me mad again like this was how i found my way of coping some people you know it's it's not a big deal too but i know that there are others out there who have really struggled with this and the bigger issue it caused for me is how i started to view the act of sex in, in general and also women it led me to objectify women in ways that just i saw bodies like i've had relationships with women to where like of course we've talked we've been friends and stuff like that but there's also the other side of that coin to where the women I was not close with who I didn't really have a relationship with and I would see them just as bodies and you know being a father and having a daughter now it's just like wow now that I have a child of my own and, and I can now put different women I've met or spent time around in that position of this is somebody else's child. I can't even explain the amount of shame and just total. I like, I'm extremely sorry. Um, this this is not easy for me because I I'm not used to being vulnerable with people, <laughs> and for the, for me to be vulnerable like this, um, anybody can listen to this. Uh, if I'm being totally honest, in my marriage, even coming out and clean about this problem and the way it has affected my wife and learning how to work through this and talk to different individuals that I know who have the same struggle that's that's what's been healing for me in this process I, I did not ever think that I would ever be able to get to a point to where I can have days weeks or months without watching porn like what because this is what I had to do like it, it became that it became that ingrained in my my daily like schedule like i would set time apart even if i had to wait till late in the night when my parents were going to sleep or if i had to wake up super early when my parents were asleep or when i was dating my wife when she wasn't around or she was going somewhere when we were cohabitating and I had some time to myself like this was how I validated myself and made myself feel important is just to see now like I realize I'm worth so much more and 
all the issues and traumas that may affect me as a child that led to this addiction don't like they don't make me me and for all those who are out there and they do struggle with this i do want you to understand you are not stuck you are not alone there's nothing wrong with you we're all human we all need help uh everybody has different things that they deal with for you it may be pornography for another person it might be drugs it might be violence gambling stealing lying like the list goes on i'm not here to make anybody feel any type of way i'm here to simply say like for all of us like we are not stuck in this loop if we don't want to be and what's very important is that you have to recognize it and you got to be honest with yourself and find people you can hold yourself accountable with. And I, I have my people, but like you got to find people you can talk to that, you know, you can trust and you can be yourself. Be for real about where you are in life. Be for real about what you're going through before you can start to move forward and actually heal and make changes. There's a certain level of honesty you have to reach within to be able to recognize that you have a problem with something. And of course, I'm not just going to say pornography is my only problem. Like, I'm not that perfect. I'm not perfect at all. I'm perfect only in how I am made, not necessarily in how I function and my thoughts, because I have I've, I've been exposed to so much in the world, just like everybody else. I can be manipulative. I have been manipulative in some ways. I still am. I've lied. I've worked situations to work in my favor. I'm no different from the next person that's out here, but what I can say is the moment you start to be honest with yourself and you find a good group of people who are around you and you start to monitor and maintain a, a, a serious awareness of intentionally paying attention to what you are feeding yourself on a daily basis, whether it be whatever type of content you you consume, that has a direct effect on the chemical loops that we get caught up in to feel good to feel like ourselves the reason why we fight wanting to change even though we know we want to do better i used to be so worried about how people would view me when i would actually speak about how i felt as a human being and things i struggled with whereas in recently i have built some of the most meaningful relationships being vulnerable, being sensitive about things that I have struggled with. It has made me reminisce and really appreciate other individuals who I may not be as close with anymore for how open and vulnerable they were as people. I have so much love and respect for everyone and anyone who has taught me lessons when I was too prideful to listen or my ego and my judgmental mind made me think that well, I don't do that. I'm better. I ain't shit just like the next person. But in the same breath, I can be everything in the moment I recognize that I'm nothing because I also believe in higher power and my God, Jesus Christ. It is what it is. I have another shot. You know, um, I want to check out this book, though, real quick uh, by Dr. Joseph Dispenza called Evolve Your Brain. And it breaks down the reasons why we do what we do sometimes on a scientific level for other individuals who would like to hear 
this type of information to back the things that I'm saying. Chemicals and chemical reactions on the smallest level are fundamentally important in shaping how we act, think, and feel. Flight or fight is most illustrative of the way in which we can become addicted to our emotions. Because of the biological imperatives that drive the body, the urgent mission that it undertakes to maintain the status quo, restore equilibrium, seek comfort, avoid pain, and respond to stressors, both perceived and real, we become addicted to the chemistry of our own emotional makeup. Given this biological imperative does not make sense to say that we can't help but become addicted in this way. It's true. We can't help but become addicted, but we can also do an enormous amount to break the addictive pattern or cycle. But before you examine that process, however, we need to explore the ways in which our biochemical makeup play out in our lives. For example, of addiction, people return to the same relationship after they know intellectually that they do not work well together. Why is breaking up so hard to do? Throughout a relationship, even a bad one, both people synaptically fire neural networks that make chemical neurotransmitters and peptides, causing their experience to feel a certain type of way, getting used to that feeling. And those feelings reaffirm each party's personality. Those same chemical feelings reaffirm who you are, making you accept that this is who you are. They become so habituated to the relationship that although they decide to leave it, they can't break the neurological wiring and the chemical bonds tying them to it. After the breakup, each person's memories of their experience remind their body it's being deprived of its accustomed chemical stimulation. He or she, or better said, his or her body feels a sense of loss. The heartache of a relationship breakups may be due to disruption of neuro neurochemical habit. We literally develop chemical releases in our bodies every time we're introduced to new or old experiences. And no matter if it's seen as good or bad, just like for me and my addiction, it brought me nothing. It left me very empty a lot of times and just left me alone, wishing I had somebody I can talk to about getting past this and really starting to find something that would lead me to a path to be able to heal. And I'm going to be honest with you, that's been me being able to be honest and speak out about this to different people. And, and I, I really, really hope that not even just for pornography, but for whatever addiction anybody who's listening to this has, that this this is a means for you to be able to recognize that the things that you constantly keep finding yourself doing, you're not alone. So many people are caught in these same loops, but it's possible to break them. Whether it be anxiety or anything of that sort, like it's it's possible. One thing to understand is that throughout this process, <laughs> addicts have withdrawals. 
We know that voice that we unconsciously respond to every day. We listen to it and act as if it is the gospel of our own inner guidance. Many times it can talk us out of anything, even our greatness. When we are in the midst of change, it nags and whines the loudest. It says things like, you can start tomorrow. Go ahead. This is a great reason to break your promise with yourself. Any other time, but not this one. Not right now. And my favorite is this just doesn't feel right. Then we say, I have to trust my feelings because I'm so in tune with them. And of course, we rationalize ourselves back to the starting point. That's one of my favorite lines. I'm so in touch with myself. I know myself. I know myself well enough to realize that when it comes to certain things, that's total BS. That is bull. I know myself well enough that if I don't have this conversation right now with certain things that I'm dealing with, I have a tendency to going back to what makes me feel comfortable. This is a telltale right here on page 331 and Evolve Your Brain by Dr. Joseph Dispenza letting us know that your body is going to do everything it possibly can to fight you making that change. You have to realize and expect that there will come a point in time in which your body's not going to want you to change because this is what feels right. Change is uncomfortable. It's, this is not anything that... It's not anything that we we expect to necessarily work on the first try. For instance, um, in the next segment, he talks about recovery life after addiction. How often, if ever, have you had emotions based not in familiar feelings of survival, but rather those somewhat elusive feelings such as inspiration the joy of creation those heightened moments of gratitude self-love bliss freedom and all are within us all they're just too short-lived at times and if we can create a cascade of chemicals that cause us to spiral downward into more contagious emotional states and influence the next series of thoughts and feelings we can also willfully find a way to spiral upward and allow other chemicals to drive other emotional states that provoke thoughts related to the feelings that we're actually looking for. Just like I mentioned at the start of this episode, the things that feed us daily are content that we take in. I can't sit back and watch certain TV shows and stuff like that, like the way that my wife might be able to or other individuals. If it's a bunch of women on there who have naked, I can't be watching the show. That That's really not anything I should be watching because I know where that will take my mind. Just like for another individual where maybe some people are harming folks or there's a lot of gore and just violence or some very negative treatment, mental abuse. Others cannot handle that. That may not affect me like that. But what I can do is start to find shows that show women in higher roles showing (laughs) the beauty of women, not through their bodies, but also through their mind, their hearts, their creativity in them, the essence of a woman, the real essence of a woman, not just what she has to offer physically. I have to intentionally be honest with myself and and with my wife when it comes to anything that we might be watching. Like, yo, I'm not finna watch this. You do your thing. I'm gonna go read this book. 
I'm finna go make some music. I'm finna play the drums. Whatever it may be, I have to find something different that still inspires me and it moves me. That way I'm not constantly returning to what feels right or what feels comfortable because now I am confronted with this situation that makes me uncomfortable again. You know, this is this is just something that's realistic. This is the life of wanting to change who you are, not because of you're trying to fit in, but because you want what's best for yourself. You want to be the best you possible. No longer do you want to be held by the things that used to run your life. You want to be the one who's in control of your life. One of the coolest things I've ever heard is if you want to be a master in life, you have to submit to a master. The master I've had to submit to is one who is higher than me, one that I cannot fully explain or fully comprehend. That's my God. And not even just that, also... I had to submit my mind to that master. Now, I'm not saying every single day I make the best choices or I do the right thing. But there is way more effort and success in areas that I've struggled with for years because now I'm not simply trying to do this on my own. I have people who are there for me, people I can talk to. I'm not in the dark anymore. I've had conversations with my parents about this close friends, relatives. I'm not a I'm not embarrassed anymore. I'm not ashamed. This is something that's real. This is where I have been in life for so many years. And it wasn't until I was able to actually become open and honest and monitor what I'm doing in my daily daily routine that I was able to actually start to heal and make changes. The music I listen to now is this that's how real this is when we want to make changes we have to look at everything that we're opening ourselves to your mind is so so powerful and if you do not monitor what you're you're feeding it you just you're leaving yourself open and you're just creating stronger chemical bonds to the things that sometimes necessarily don't benefit you whether, whether it be mentally, physically, or spiritually, like all these ways were being affected. Even on a scientific level, like it's this Dr. Joseph Dispenza, Evolve Your Brain. This is an amazing book, and this is something that I'm continuing to read. And I have another book that I would recommend Dr. Joseph Dispenza, The Habit of Breaking Yourself. The habit of not being yourself. I'm sorry. I apologize. But that was an amazing read for me. And it's something that I was able to pass to somebody I really care about. Uh, my sibling. My sister. And her journey as she continues to grow as a woman and as a mother. And do different things in her life. I wish her nothing but the best in anybody who's out there listening. I hope that's a book that you can pick up also. Everything that I'm mentioning here is, is just simply just to show like we all are human. We all deal with different things, but we all also have the ability to recover and make the changes that we see suitable for us to be who we want to be in life. Whatever you may believe in, whoever you may believe in, I'm not here to knock you or judge you on that. 
just whatever you do believe in go after it wholeheartedly and also following the things that you know offer you the ability to make the changes it's possible for you just like it's possible for me there are so many times in my past that I thought that I'd never be able to talk about this and now I'm at a place where I can talk openly to people about this and it's amazing because it's freeing each and every time I have this choice this chance to make that choice to possibly help myself with forgiveness and open the door for somebody else to start forgiving themselves so as you're out here please be mindful of what you do and what you hear and what you listen to Know that it's possible for you to change. Thank you for tuning in to A Peace of Mind.